Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Um, as I alluded to, the theme of this year is I'm loved. I'm loved. But today I want to bring to you a topic. And this this type topic, actually the title of this message, David, if you could put it up. Love that changes everything. We're going to still stick with I'm love, but I want to talk about the love that changes everything. Why you back here? I got a little cooler than mine. Because I'm hit. <laughs> love that changes everything. We're going to read from the book of Romans 5, 1 through 5. We're going to stick in this verse for the whole entire month. I'm not going to go off. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm going to stick to this one main chapter here um, in these verses 1 through 5. Romans chapter 5, 1 through 5. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God not only so but we also glory in our suffering let me read that again but we also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope. If you could bring me back uh, a little bit down in the back. I, I hear a ringing. And hope does not put us to shame because God love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit which has been given to you. To you, to you, to you. That same Holy Spirit that the Bible is talking about lives in you today what the apostle Paul is explaining in a nutshell is that life is hard but Jesus mixes it up with some peace hope and some suffering and ends it with some love love isn't always going to be easy It's not always going to be a little chocolate box of goodies. That doesn't signify love. Love. Love hurts. Love takes work. Love takes struggle. So I want to spend this month talking about these verses. And focus on how in our walk and how in our relationship with God we are experiencing the changing power of the love of God there's a lot of pain in this world a lot of pain in this world I mean it's everywhere everywhere you go it's there it's there it's there it's there some of the pain probably is still in here to the point that you can open your cell phone and see what's going on outside of this building at this moment and I promise you promise you it's probably some sort of pain But I want you to know that through Jesus, that through Jesus, we now have the opportunity to change the world completely. To change the world completely by introducing to this hurting world 
the answer, the remedy of their hurt. Which is our Heavenly Father who loves us within us. He has given us the Holy Spirit to help us get through our circumstances. But sometimes we need to be reminded. You see, this change that we want to bring to our world uh, to, to, to our world and our community doesn't happen with your love. It has to happen with our Father's love that lives through us. How many married couples do I have in here at Scarlet No? Raise your hand if you're married. How many? How many? How many? How many? How many? Oh, y'all Valentine's gonna be amazing. Woo! No? Okay. You see how like it's like like it just crashed. It has to be an expectation. It has to be an expectation. So how many, how many, how many married couples do I have in here? Raise your hand, keep your hands in the air, 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 keep your hands in the air. All right. I actually spoke to a couple today and I'm gonna use them today. They are nervous. But that oh pastor, you see all those couples we're doing. The tour better is blowing up. Blowing up. They're bringing these couples together. Yeah. We're gonna make some babies. Woo! The married couples. No, not not those crazy ones. No. Married couples. Alright, here we go. I wanna call Chris and uh, Crystal to, to the stage. Yeah. 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 Huh? No, they come up. Crystal and Chris to the stage. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this because this man is going to lay down some word today. Chris is going to speak. He was like, I was like, Chris, you want to talk? He said, no. You got this, Chris. I was like, you got this, Chris. So, you got the mic on? You got it? There you go. All right, Chris, I'm going to ask you some questions. You guys can, you know, elaborate on these questions. Just smile, Chris. You're in love with him. That's your boo. Yeah, it is. So, my first question is, Chris and Crystal, are you the same people that you were when you first got married? Mm, definitely not. <laughs> that was quick. Definitely not. Why? Can you elaborate a little bit more? What happened? Like, as you grow, as you grow, when you go well, through situations and circumstances, you uh, you decide. You know, when you go through situations or arguments, discussions. When you have that, that means you don't want to have that anymore. So you change. You change. For better. For each other. For yourself. Is the love the same or did it grow? Oh, it grows. It grows. All right, Chris, you want to say anything? You want to add anything? Come on, say something, say something. There's always room for improvement, so, you know, you recognize what's wrong and you improve it. So love continues to change, even in the marriage. It continues to mature, even in the marriage. It continues to evolve, even in the marriage. It doesn't happen the first day. It doesn't happen the first year of your relationship. It takes time. We're imperfect. Now, give me another example of something that has changed about your spouse. 
something. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Give him a chance. <laughs> She's not even trying to give him an opportunity. She's like, I got this. Give me. Okay. Is Rebecca here? No. No, well, my she's wife teaching the kids. No, she's actually. Um, oh, away, away. So um, at two or better, Rebecca was talking about. Um, Can you explain what two or better. Two or better is a couples date night yeah. here at church that everyone should come to. The Please fourth Friday of the, yeah. Friday of the month. Last Friday of the month. Fourth Friday. The fourth Friday, not the last. Fourth. You got this, you got this. All right. You're good, you're good, you're right. Um, so Rebecca talked about um, saying wife. sorry about the same thing continuously when you're arguing, when you are arguing or having a disagreement, however you may call it. Um, this is something that Chris and I have worked on over the years, and I think Chris and I almost never argue. Um, when we have a disagreement, we talk about it and we kind of get over it and it's fine. Like we're not dwelling on the same thing over because we have learned that saying sorry more than one time, like you don't really mean it if you're going to continuously do the same thing and have to have the same discussion over and over. So cutting out the I'm sorry and really be intentional about what you're doing and act like, you know, not wanting to do the same thing over and over. I think that has mm -hmm. improved a lot in our marriage and has awesome. helped us be better and communicate better and awesome. love each other better. So. That's good. Yeah. That was good. Praise God. Good job. Good job, Chris. Good job, Chris. A man of so much words. <laughs> you want me to answer the same question? Yeah. Um, Yo, because she be robbing that mic for me, bro. She'll give you a chance to talk. I'll say, like, communicating better, okay. talking, and listening. You know that makes it. Hey, stop looking in his eyes. You're scaring him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you better. That, that makes a big difference. You know, we definitely don't have really kind of argue at all, but um, talking more and listening before you speak. That 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 helps out a lot. Damn man, I ain't gonna mess up my whole message now. Now you threw me off. Now I'm like, what's well, a good topic? I'm gonna start talking about that. Is there something that has changed because you marry that other person next to you in yourself as an individual? Is there something that you can see or tell that has changed about you because you married Crystal or because you married Chris? Just because of her, not because of our kids? No. Oh. <laughs> I was just saying her. Kids wasn't part of the question. I mean, I'm definitely trying to be a lot more patient. Oh. <laughs> patient. Oh, we want to be nice. We want to be nice. I don't want to. <laughs> I want to start nothing. Go ahead. No, I just say for sure with me, uh, patience. Okay. Um, yeah, just patience. Okay. Crystal? Um, I would say compromise because it's not always what I want. Um, so that's something that I've learned over the years and something that I... Can you say that a little bit louder? What was the Compromise. Oh, okay. Compromise. It's not always what one person says. You have to come to that happy medium so that you both are happy with whatever the decision is. So that's something that I have learned along the way. Um... And this is not a battle between us. We're in this together, so. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you, Chris and Crystal, for helping my message out today. Good job, guys. Hopefully, I didn't start anything. Hopefully, I didn't start anything. You see, the reason why I wanted to bring a couple up here is because being married is work. It's a lot of work. It's not easy. You see, my kids know that I love them, and they know that they belong to me because I got a little bit of my DNA in them. But when it comes to my wife, I have to continue and continue and continue to love my wife no matter what. 
There's nothing that says that she belongs to me except for the love that I give her. And this ring here. That's why I want to use a, a couple. I want to bring them up here because I had to show this form of love. You see? It's an agreement that you make in front of God. Marriage is an agreement that you make in front of God saying that you're going to love this person till the day that you die. Not till the day that someone gets in a fight and then you are done with them. It takes time. I got like three people clapping like, that is right. We ain't going nowhere. But the one thing you've noticed was that their love changed throughout the years. They started communicating more, started to mature, started to evolve into something that it's what it is today. When I got married, it was chaotic, but it took time. And then God allowed it to be what it is today. Psalm 73, 26, if you can put that up, please. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. I don't know if I've told you this or if I've told you this story. I deal with a a sickness of multiple sclerosis. I was diagnosed in 2008. I was fresh out of high school. I was going into the Air Force and I thought I had my future already prepared for me. I was leaving. And when they found out that I had multiple sclerosis, guess what happened? I wasn't able to go. I didn't know what to do. I didn't quite understand the severity of my circumstance. You see, if you don't know what multiple sclerosis is, it's a chronic, typically progressive disease involving damage to the sheath. Now, a lot of people say, what is a sheath? I didn't know until I had to start studying it for myself. But a sheath is a covering that covers your nervous system. So what happens is MS comes and it starts chewing on it, chewing on it, chewing on it, chewing on it, to the point that the signal that you are sending from your head to your fingertips lose total signal. So that's what MS is. So when I have MRIs, I am informed that I have a lot of spots in my brain because that's what MS does. It leaves lesions in your brain and it slows you down or it slowly cripples uh, all of your normal movements as it's to speech. That's why you hear me pray and I say, Lord, help me. Not to allow myself to slur because this is also a muscle. But the love that changes everything lives in me. So let me continue. MS also, it also causes blurry vision. It also causes moments of my speech. It also causes muscular coordination difficulties. It also causes severe fatigue. That's why sometimes I'm saying I'm tired. It's not that I'm tired. It's just because my body just feels tired. And it's hard to express the way I feel because everybody's saying, but you look happy and you look joyful and you look amazing and you're, you're getting skinnier. <laughs> it's because of the black. I'm wearing black today. <laughs> You see, when I got diagnosed in 2008, I started to feel the effect of MS even more. I started to feel moments where I was feeling tired. I started to feel moments that I felt like, I felt like it was the end of my life. 
I needed assistance with walking. I needed assistance with feeding myself. I needed assistance with, uh, with, with clothing myself. I needed assistance to use the restroom. This was just a little bit of what was happening in my life due to multiple sclerosis. I was even having moments like, is this the rest of my life, God? Is this what you have for me? Then I started to use that moment and started, I started to strengthen my faith in God. By seeking God more through his word, by seeking God more through the devotions that I had, by, by t- taking moments up to pray for God. You see, I used to pray like this. God, just give me a good day. God, just give me patience with this person. But now my prayers evolve to something greater. God, allow yourself to flow through my body so that I can walk a little bit more. Father, allow your spirit to continue to flow through my body so that I can move my hands, Father, and communicate with my mouth, Father. Father, I need you. I feel lost. I'm so tired, God. You see, your prayer changes when you're going through something. See, when I was in high school, I used to say, God, you know, just protect me from all these crazy people because I'm at William Penn. Just help me out. (laughs) But then when I got diagnosed, it changed. I started to seek God more. I started to want more of God. I started to say, God, I need you. You're the healer of my body. You are the person who can transform my expectation of, of, of what this sickness is. Psalms 73, 26 says, My health may fail, my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. He is mine forever. Even in moments of frustration, even in moments of doubt, even in moments of anger with your significant other, He is what keeps you together. The reason why I want to be transparent with you is because sometimes when people are up here, you're like, oh, that guy must have it all together. I didn't have it all together. I still don't have it all together. This is an ongoing job that I am doing. You see, I had Chris and Crystal come up here and they were talking about their relationship and how it started to mature throughout the years. Your relationship with God continues to mature. His love never changes. It's you that change. It's you that change. Jeremiah 29 says, you will seek me and find me. You will seek me and find me. And when you seek me with all your heart, with all your heart today, there was a little, another, another example of men worshiping God today, which was off the hook. Because when you see a whole bunch of guys at home, at, at home, and, and then they come here and then they're worshiping God, you know that their, their house is being controlled by God's presence. Are you understanding that it comes from the top and flows down to the bottom? So if we can embrace our men and encourage our men about the word of God and the love of God, then you know that everything at home should be okay. So let me continue with my story. So in 2010, I got married with my wife, Rebecca. I know it was kind of weird that my mom has the same name and my dad has the same, I had the same name as my dad. Um, so there's two Jose's and two Rebecca's. I actually, that's kind of weird. But, <laughs> but I prayed. I said, God, I need a woman like my mom. And this lady that I'm married to, she is like my mom too much. Um, but I'm blessed. 
I'm blessed to have her. She's not with me because she's spending some time with her family in Mexico. Um, she should be back, and I can't wait to spend time with her. And then she leaves again to Canada. Um, but when I got married in 2010 with my wife, our relationship in the first couple of years just started to go chaotic. And it was chaotic because, you know, the first year of the whole, you know, of being married, there's a lot of things you got to get used to. When you're boyfriend and girlfriend, everything is lovey-dovey. You can't say nothing wrong. Everything just, you feel the electricity every time you, you just hold each other. You're like, whoo! <laughs> but then when I got married, things changed. I started to see the way that she used the toothbrush. And she saw the way that I started to use the toothbrush. And uh, I saw the way that she ate. And she saw the way I ate. And things changed. Because we were newlyweds. I was young. When I got married, I was only like 19 and a half years old. And my wife was years old. <laughs> she was years old. I can't take that. But we had different ideas on how a relationship should be or look like. And because we kept bumping heads, I kept seeking God. I was like, God, I need you, God. At the moment, I really couldn't understand my wife because my wife just spoke Spanish. and I learned Spanish through my wife, and it was kind of hard. It was a headache. We used to go to Walmart, and I always tell that story about me going to Walmart because that was actually a moment where we, we were used to scream at each other. Like, pass the potatoes! Or, don't look at me like that. And then we'll go back home because the thing is, we were living with our parents at that time. I was living with my dad at that time. I was married. I was newlywed. I was living with my dad and my mom because I was dealing with some paper issues that I had to deal with because my wife is from Mexico and I wanted to make sure we were okay and we were legit. <laughs> but we had different ideas of what a marriage was. And because we kept bumping our heads, I kept seeking God for help. I started to pray more, man. I started to read my Bible. I was highlighting the whole book. I was like, this is good, 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 this is good. Let's go to Proverbs. Oh, wisdom, 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 wisdom. You see, I, I started to encourage myself more. But then I had to seek God more because it felt like I was still struggling. Just because you have God in you doesn't mean that the struggles aren't going to come. This world provides the struggle. God just provides the answers. He provides the answers. So because we kept bumping our heads, I started to seek godly counseling from my neighbors, which were my parents because I lived in their house. <laughs> so I would just walk across the hall, <laughs> knock on their door, and I'd say, Pop, this girl's crazy. <laughs> Help me. But the thing was that we were still looking for some form of God. In the middle, if it was through word, if it was through prayer, if it was through our counseling, God was always present. The problem is that sometimes we seek help from everywhere else except for God. We're seeking God and everything else except for God. Then God started to work with the more counseling we got, with the more prayer we started implementing in our relationships. God just started to make everything better. Everything started to smell better. I bought my wife some... Uh, Celine Dion perfume, and she just started putting it on just to get my attention. It's like, it's about to go down. You see, 
You see, then God started to work in our relationship. So we started to move forward because everything was going well to the point that we started to look for apartments, man. I had the best apartment complex. I, I had a, uh, a room, uh, an apartment at the best apartment complex here at Kenanberry Apartments. Right in back of, um, what is that, Governor Square? Seven. Yes. Seven. Yes, right on Route 7. It was our first one. We were so happy. It was only like 900 square feet. Everybody, every, the whole, my, my bed was here. My little table was here. My kitchen was like right there. And then the dance floor was like right there. It was like right there. And I remember I was so excited because I moved out my house. I was like, I did it. We made it. We got this. We're doing good. And I invited my whole family to our little apartment. And you should have seen us. We look crazy. I have a big family, so they were all crammed in there. And I was like... I did it. I'm living large, yo. I got quarters for that dryer and washer downstairs. But then, on my high of excitement, on my high of excitement, then I got hit with another MS relapse in 2012, which was the biggest one that put me down for some time. But instead of giving up quickly, I used that opportunity to seek more and more and more of the love of God. Can you play the video? I brought a video with me, and this is video. It was a video that, you can still play music. Keep it up, I don't, got no, I don't got no music. This video was actually recorded by my dad's first generation iPhone. <laughs> As you can see, it's kind of pixelated, but my father was like, we need to document this. And I said, God, Dad, let's do it. Let's, 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 let's make it happen. Document it. But I didn't know what we were documenting. We were just documenting it for proof. So this is what MS looks like. MS is a sickness that messes up all of my nervous system to the point where I can't walk, to the point where I, I need assistance in everything I do. You see that machine over there? That's a plasma exchange machine. That means that the blood was being taken out of my body into a machine and it was circulating. It was cleaning it off and then it was putting it right back into my body. And I had to do that every day. And then on top of that, I was getting steroids, a whole bunch of steroids to strengthen my muscles again, to get me better again. But for some reason, it just wasn't working. Look at my hands. Look at my hands. I wasn't able to move. You see my fingers right now? I wasn't able. I wasn't able to do anything. I wasn't able to dress myself. I needed the assistance of the ones that I love. You see, I was watching this video and I started to cry because when you see the glory of God, you understand how awesome he is. You see, in that moment of storm, in that moment of frustration, I didn't get angry. I felt God's presence. I felt the Holy Spirit activating himself in me. I didn't lose hope. I didn't lose uh, uh, my mind saying, is this the way it is going to be for me? You're going to go through struggles. You're going to go through hurt. You're going to go through anger. You're going to go through pain. But don't lose hope in God. Don't allow your heart to be shifted. Don't allow your frustration to take over you. We are all suffering. This is the world that we live in. The world does this. Not God. The world does this. Not God. God does this. He does this. He does this. I don't know if you're listening this morning, but this is what the love of God does. You see, I had little moments in and out in my life, in this stage in my life where I was like, 
dad, because my dad was there. And he would always come and check me out. My mom was also working at the hospital. She would stop me and give me some batteries for my little, you know, I had like a little boom box. I didn't have iPhone at the time. I was broke. Remember, I was still married, recently married, so we were broke. But he said, I need help putting in my clothes. I needed assistance. As you can see, I was a lot skinnier. But storms in your life looks like this sometimes. Where everything is going chaotic, where you're just like, God, I'm tired. I don't know what to do. You see, my body, everything was just this, all, all horrible. It was just losing total control. It was, it was, it was difficult. And at the same time, my wife was like nine months pregnant. I was expecting a baby boy, Nehemiah, who's over there with me. And I said, God, I need you to do something because I want to hold my son. I want to be in my son's life. I want to throw a football. I want to play catch. I want to swim. I don't want to be like this God. And God is like, I got you. The Holy Spirit was talking, saying it's okay. Press in. Look, look, look. This moment here, a man came out of nowhere, came into my hospital room to wash my feet with water. At that moment, I said, God is here, Dad. God is here. His presence is here, Dad. We're going to be good, Pop. We're going to be okay. And every person who went into the hospital room would say, what's wrong? What's going on in this room that everyone who comes out is being more cheerful? Because I used that moment to continue to encourage people about the name, about the precious name of Jesus. Even in my moment of suffering, even in my moment of pain, look at that. God was starting to work one day. This is at my mom's house. We started to worship God and out of nowhere, my legs started working and I started to feel my fingers again. This is what God does. This is what God does. I'm not here trying to give you a five steps to prosperity. I'm not doing that. I just want you to know about the love of God. That right there, word. The word, the relationship that you give yourself every day with God is what strengthens you on the inside. It's not the Netflix documentary. It's not, it's not the shows that you watch. It's the relationship. Hey, it might start with one verse. It might start with one verse. It might start with maybe a devotional. But know that God is working in you. Know that he loves you. He's not looking at you for your failures. He said, you accepted me. And because you accepted me, I have given you my son, Jesus. To forgive all your sins. To to, to make you new again. Man. Jesus is the love that changes everything. Jesus is the love that changes everything to the point where you are never distracted even doesn't it doesn't even matter what storm comes your way you can't be distracted you see the love that we receive from our father changes everything it changes our heart and it causes us to do things for others that we will never do for ourselves when i was in that hospital room i was praying for people i was speaking to people i was encouraging people and the problem is when we're in a hospital we sometimes we just want people just to feel bad about us use your moments of struggle as a moment to minister to someone else. Stop. Stop crying. We have the answer. The answer lives in us. We have the light. The light is in us. Keep moving. The storms are going to come. They're going to come. They're going to go. But don't get discouraged. Don't lose hope. Let me tell you that in the hospital room, while my body was feeling one way, the Holy Spirit was encouraging me not to give up, not to lose hope. I was praying. I was praying. I said, Lord, I, 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 I want to feel what you're saying to me, Father, right now. I don't, I 
don't feel that way. But God started to strengthen me. God started to encourage me. He started to say, Papa, you're going to be okay because he speaks Spanish. <laughs> he speaks Spanish. He says, going to be okay. I got you. That last part of the video, I remember that day like it was, the, like it was yesterday. God filled the, my dad's house in such a way that I felt like his presence was going from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And as soon as I started to feel his presence, my legs started to loosen up. I started to run all over the house because I couldn't believe that God, he, he showed up. That's the problem that sometimes we limit God, we put God in a box and that's not where he belongs. Now don't get confused. God love never changes. It never changes. It's we that change. We change. God love never changes. It's the same. We just got to activate it. We just got to allow him to activate himself in our lives. Instead of running to our friends, instead of running to those other people who just bring negativity, stay away from them. Surround yourself around people who believe the same thing you do. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. You know why? Because we are transformed by the love of God and by the renewing of our hearts. The work God does by way of his Holy Spirit is to heal, is to restore and prepare our hearts for the unchanging love of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 to 22. It is God who enables us, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts. As the first installment that guarantees everything has, he has promised to us. You see, love is a way of reshaping. Love has a way of reshaping us and redefining our priorities and our motives. Yo, when you surrender yourself to God, don't just allow that moment of, of, of excitement just to get you thrilled for that week. Continue to look for him. Continue to seek him. Continue to, to, to have more of his word embedded into you. Wake up at 6.30 in the morning, get some prayer. Here at Scarlet Note, we, we provide some prayer every day. Every day. We've been doing it for a year and like a couple months right now, but we started like off 20 days, right? Start off 20 days. And then people said, I need more of this because it's good. And then we had like 12 people. Then we had like 30 people. Then we had more. And people are coming from all over the country. I'm sorry, all over the world. It's not just here in Delaware. No, it's all over the world. You know why? Because people are hurting. People need the same hope that you are getting here. They need that hope. They need that reminder that you are not left alone. You see? Love transforms our action and it changes our life completely when we make this decision to accept Jesus. We make this decision to run in this new journey with him. Not without him, but with him. I can tell you that if you want more of God, it depends on how much you trust him. You want more of God? Trust him. Stop putting walls. Stop putting obstacles so that God can bless you more. Sometimes we put so many things in front of God because we think we can do it ourselves that then we're like, why is this happening? It's because you've never allowed God to fully enter into your life. I like when people get saved the first week. Because the first week they're fired up for God. And then when everything's going good, 
they forget about God. I have moments like that. I'm like, ooh, I'm good right now. God, I'm, I'm okay. I got this. But let me tell you something. As soon as you, 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 you push yourself away from God, God is going to say, look, I'm still here, Pop. I love you. But you want to do what you want to do. God wants to be near you. He wants to be sought out. He wants to be found. He wants you to see that he is there. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He is never. Sometimes, I'm telling you, man, I wish I can like lift my head up, but I can't right now because God is expressing his gratitude and his love for all of us right now. Even when we worship, God is saying, come on, worship me a little bit more. Say my name a little bit more. Because when someone makes a touchdown, we all scream. But when I'm present, you don't want to scream. Make some noise for me, please. Show me that you love me, please. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I need you to shout this morning. Because he is here today. He is here today. I don't want I'm not worried about your circumstance. He is here today. He wants to change you. He wants to mold you. But we have to just give it all. We have to surrender ourselves. That's why I love when I was able to see those guys up here because it's tough to have guys singing today together. And especially in the same kind of chord, you know, they're all. But they, they found a chord and they stuck with that chord. And it was amazing because God does things with excellence. There's nothing that God will do unexcellent. You are excellent. You just need more of him. You are perfect. You just need more of him. You are amazing. You just need more of him. You see, Paul believes that the gospel has the power to save everyone. That's Paul's belief. Paul builds up us up. Um, uh, Paul builds up chapter five by explaining to this church that they were righteous not because of what they've done to obey the law and not because of their good deeds, but simply because of their faith in Christ. I can tell you that today my marriage is not the same. My marriage is not the same in my family. It's not the same because I've allowed God to live in the center of my home. I've allowed God to live in the center of my marriage. I've allowed God to live in the center. You see, when you subtract God from your center, You're just dead. You're just being a regular person walking around. When you have God in you, and God is in the center of everything you do, he continues to love you. He continues to care. He continues to show you that you're not alone. Because of the faith in Jesus, he has glued my family together. We are strong. We're not shaken. He is the glue that keeps our head above water. He is the glue. Not me. Not my wife. He is the glue. Our Heavenly Father is the glue. Andy, can I get the worship team? Come to the front. Come to the front. Because this is my intro, I want it to be short. But I want to have this time right now talk to all those that are here right now that feel like they are have been forgotten that feel like they are losing hope that feel like they are in a total mess 
I want you to know that the only person that you need in your life today is Jesus. That's the only person. That is the only person. I will be here the rest of the month talking about this topic. But I want to give you an intro of the love that is given to us. That love that changes everything. What I thought was going to be a limitation for me. It's not a limitation for me. I didn't think that I was going to get out of my circumstance. I didn't think I was going to get out of my storm. But God implemented the Holy Spirit to activate himself more in me. So that I could seek more of his presence. So that I could get out of the storm. I don't know who I'm speaking to. But I want you to know today that the answer is through the love of Jesus. Your pain is going to go away as soon as you accept Jesus into your heart and say, Lord, I'm yours. I surrender all my problems. I surrender all my issues. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.